Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's go to Patrick in the 650. Patrick, how's it going? Oh, man, everything is all good. How you guys doing? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I, I just wanted to say um, you seen uh, 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 you grin when you win and you seen the blues when you lose. I don't want to hear nothing from Chris uh, Chris Paul and uh, James Harden about the referees, this, that, and the other, with all them antics that they be doing, drawing them fouls themselves. And the fact of the matter is, Dale Moore, the general manager, called out the Warriors, talking about I'm constructing a team to take down the Warriors. So, so it's like this. Um, so it's like this. When you when when you call us out, this is what you get. You get the back of our hand. So hey, uh, keep calling us out, and we are gonna keep on beating you. That's all I got to say. I'm out. Love that. Love that. Um, what did he say? You grin when you win, and you get the blues when you lose. I'm no. gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna use that from now on. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that. Might make a sound bite of Sam saying that at some point, so we can just <laughs> we can just snap it. No, I I agree. I think. Uh, um, it's it's pretty much what we've been talking about the whole time. There's no really there really no reason to whine about it when you lose. Um, do we have time to get Yui in Houston here for a couple seconds? Let's get him here a couple seconds for us later, real quick. How's it going, Yui? Hey, what's up, man? This is Yui. Um, I'm known as SF Bay Drummer on Twitter, so I hit y'all two up what's a lot. But um, you know, like I'm really tired of these like Rockets fans out here. They like sitting here crying about these refs, I should really get endorsed by Kleenex because there's so many tears. But um, anyway, like, like I, I, I'm like the biggest troll. They hate me out here because I wear all my Warriors gear. I literally just did DoorDash and had my Warriors hat on and shorts on. And it's like, man, why you got that on? I said, because I root for a team to get jewelry. That's fine. <laughs> Yo, yo, thanks for calling. Thank you, you. Yeah, we got to air it quick. But, hey, we need to see you at the Houston game. We need to see you on the sidelines there talking. Um, All right. We got 10 minutes here. We got Anthony Slater from The Athletic. Anthony, how's it going? Good, good. Still in the bowels of Oracle right now. Oh, man, you're still working, huh? Tweeting videos. There's a lot of people still here. Yeah, probably like 12 people or so. How's the crowd today? I had a couple of my buddies that went there that said it was a slow-arriving crowd. It was, there was a bunch of uh, empty seats, but you know it, 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 you can do that in the playoffs sometimes because they always get the seat on the or the shirt on the seat, uh, so you can't tell as well. But um, surprisingly, uh, you know, empty at times. But then you know, I thought it was loud. It was fine. You didn't really notice it. And then uh, by you know mid second quarter, it was pretty full. So Clay Thompson was questionable. Game time decision going into it. He played. Um, didn't have a big game offensively, but I thought he was. Pretty good defensively. Uh, Rockets fans would probably disagree with that. Uh, but how, what did you think of how he moved today with the ankle? Is it a concern going forward, or is that more of a precaution at this point? I think it's kind of a concern. I think you could tell right away with him putting uh, Iguodala on Harden, right? I mean, that was kind of a, a move. I mean, it was an urgency move to put um, the Hamptons 5 as a starting lineup, but you know, you would assume Clay was still going to start on Harden. They always love to start Clay on Harden, but I just think 
uh, just laterally you know, a little bit stiffer. But you know, that's that's kind of the wear and tear of the playoffs. It's it's crazy to me that we're talking Clay ankle, and Clay's ankle was the story. You know, pregame, during the game, a little, a little bit postgame, and it's not Steph's ankle, right? That was the turn, that's, uh, at least yeah. night of, that I was a lot more concerned about. Yeah, so that's how that was actually my question um, because he looked fine, but he also wasn't shooting much. But he also hasn't been shooting much for a while now. So, what do you know about that? We're talking Steph. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think they've kind of turned the offense a little bit over to Durant, and I think it's kind of in the right move. Uh, proven in that Clippers series, the Clippers were trapping like crazy on Steph, trying to get the ball out of his hands. I thought they made that smart adjustment by screening out basically towards half court. Uh, for Steph and that, you know, kind of, uh, opened up the offenses, really opened up Draymond's lob game, diving down the middle, uh, with a bunch of space out on the court. Now, I mean, that's just, at this point, if defenses are just going to swarm Steph, his job is to just create outrageous space for everybody else, and he's doing that. So, um, you know, I, I, I didn't see his ankle being much of a concern. I, I mean, you guys watched him. Did you feel like he was hindered at all? I didn't. Yeah, I mean, here, Anthony, I'm always willing to give make excuses for Steph. So, um, <laughs> yeah, kind, there you go. Kind of, kind of my thing. But no, I, I think he he's the type of person who's also not going to chase those shots. Which I think, as Warriors fans and a lot of Steph fans, we want him to. But hey, I mean, like you said, I think it is the right move to get KD the ball right now. There is no Trevor Ariza, and he might have turned the ball over a little bit, but that's fine. You live with that. Uh, but I am curious now. I mean, three questions, and we have yet to talk about the refs, Anthony. Uh, I think one of the toughest games to watch this postseason, regardless of how exciting it was, was the refs. And I'm, you were there for, for Harden and Draymond's reaction. What's going on? How is this rest of the series going to be officiated at this point? Yeah, that's the thing. Um, you know, I, I think it's just gamesmanship right now by Houston. Uh, I think it's kind of a smart thing to do to make the, the story. The next 48 hours, we're going to be talking landing spots and, uh, you know, how – teams close out, how Clay Thompson's closing out on Harden. And if you're the Warriors, you got to be – they're probably going to be a little bit, you know, more concerned about how they're defending Harden because uh, you guys have seen it. through The NBA's history is it's a storyline, and then we'll probably see early in game two, like an immediate, you know, foul on a three-pointer that Harden gets called. Uh, and the Warriors know that going into game two. So, you know, the Rockets are either going to get those calls or probably even better for Houston, they're going to get a more hesitant Warriors defenders coming out at them, which might leave more open threes for Harden, for Gordon, for Paul, whoever. Um, so it's just, to me, it's it's kind of smart by Houston, even if it's like unbearable that after game one of, of what I thought was, you know, I know it was, wasn't the most beautiful game to watch, but at least it's a competitive uh, kind of dramatic Warriors playoff game where it feels a lot more uh, like the, what are the West Finals going to be like? I mean, it, we're just going to be kind of bored, I think. I mean, I think the fact that we can kind of dissect small things is great. Now, I just don't want to talk about the rest, but I know that will be the topic. So Steve Kerr only played seven players uh, over ten minutes today. A uh, lot more urgency for a game one of a series than we've seen historically from him. My question is, do you see this changing at all, or is it really just going to be kind of – the death lineup plus Looney and Livingston, and that's about it for the rest of the series. Yeah, I mean, you can't, like, start bogey game, too. Because, I mean, talk about that would be, like, the, the anti-lack of urgency. The, 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 you know, pull it back and say, oh, you know, we're very comfortable. We'll go back to the lineup uh, that, that probably wouldn't work as well. So, you know, I think they're committed to, to death lineup, Hampton's five, whatever you want to call it, the rest of the series. Um, it's going to be interesting because, you know, D'Antoni, he's going to start to really tighten that rotation. I could see, you know, six, seven guys 
starting to play, maybe even as soon as game two, because that feels a little must-win like uh, for yeah. Houston. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I would maybe less McKinney as it goes along. Maybe you know fewer. You know, Bogut did get a little spurt today. I didn't think it went that well. It didn't go poorly, but I could see him tightening up some. But D'Antoni's the guy. Uh, to watch, I, I'm interested to see Houston, especially. When the, I thought the, their problem today was Capella. Like he was in nothing today. Yeah, he didn't look good. He had two shots there. Uh, he only played 27 minutes, about 26, 27 minutes, and that was Minus something. 17, I think, right? That's worrisome. I mean, that's worrisome if you're a Rockets fan because Capella usually plays all right against the Warriors. He's someone that Draymond has trouble with. I mean, he's just long. Yeah, he was. He was good in last year's conference yep. finals. I, I can, especially in the games that they won. He, just, he had zero blocks today, zero offensive rebounds, only completed one lob. Like, that's what he's supposed to do against the Warriors. And, uh, it was so bad that they had, they put Nene out on the floor for 14 minutes. Nene wasn't even in the rotation in the last series. And he's out there in the biggest defensive possession of the game. Warriors drag him out onto Steph Curry, and Steph Curry yeah. kind of hits the dagger three on him. Yeah, uh, one of the few shots that Steph looked like Steph here for a while. So I want to I wanna ask you about this because um, – is James because me and Sam has a theory that you need adjustments, and I guess it's not a, a unpopular theory, but uh, is James Harden's offensive game an issue in the postseason? Shooting thirty five percent seems like he's really got three you know main things that he wants to do. So that can be an issue here because it doesn't seem like anything's changed. Yeah, thirty five today, Slater, but still, it, it doesn't seem like something the Warriors are necessarily worried about um, the way he plays his game. Yeah, um, I think. As you could see tonight, like referees, just naturally they're not going to call as many fouls in the playoffs. That's just the history of the league, uh, and it's kind of the history of James Harden, where he doesn't get, you know, it's not that he doesn't get any fouls; it's just he gets fewer of them, uh, and he just got fewer of them tonight. And, and uh, that those, in, you know, that would normally be three free throws, and now it's just a missed shot, and, and it's more inefficient. What did he finish the Utah series shooting like thirty three percent? It's what is he historically in the playoffs? Probably, you know, maybe 40% overall in the playoffs. So he's just kind of an inefficient player that, that lives off getting to the line a ton, and he just doesn't seem to be able to get to the line as much in the playoffs just because that's the history of the league. It, yeah, it's one of the, it's it's tough to watch. I mean, because that's just that's just how he plays. We don't we don't expect to see anything different here <laughs> the rest of the games. But like you said, maybe they'll give a couple calls in the beginning of the game, loosen things up. Um, all right. Best player in the world, Slater. You've been covering Kev- Kevin Durant since he was in OKC. You've seen the way he's grown. Uh, Andrew Sharp came up before, and he said, "This is the best we've ever seen Kevin Durant play." What do you What do you yeah. think? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. I might say, remember when he had that run? In, I believe it was the beginning of last season where we were talking Defensive Player of the Year potentially. Yeah. I mean, he was like blocking like three shots a game. He was leading the NBA in total blocks. That's maybe like the best. Uh, all-around version I've seen of him that like two-month stretch um, because he was truly like you know Patrick Ewing on one end and like still you know KD offensively on the other um, but you know scoring wise I don't think he's ever been as uh, just polished as he is and we're talking about a guy who won four scoring titles before he was 25 years old but uh, now it's just uh, he can do it in so many ways the confidence is there because of the titles uh, and you know I, they're allowing it right now too what we kind of talked about earlier. Um, you know, they have kind of handed the keys more to him, uh, and he's, he's showing off. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, there's so many different levels and, and points in Kevin Durant's career, but I would say at this point he's the most unguardable he's ever been by just a like, singular defender. Absolutely. So um, before we get you out of here, 
Uh, what adjustments are you expecting both teams to make before game two? Um, you know, I, I think I, to me, I, I'm, I'm interested how aggressive the Warriors defend because I know there was talk in the post game locker room tonight about the, it had already been bled into their locker room that hey, Houston's complaining. You know, D'Antoni's over there already saying they should have had I think he said 20 more free throws than they did. Um, so do they come out with that same kind of physical approach and like really trying to get up in, in Harden's drill, or do they kind of back off a little bit and does that help Houston get off a bit more from three? Uh, as far as the Houston side of things, I, you know, they're going to try to get the Capella lob game going. Draymond was so good at kind of playing that cat and mouse center field uh, a little bit. And, uh, you know, can Houston find different, I don't know, I guess counters to, to get that going because they just can't have Capella be such a dud. Uh, number one, and then you know we mentioned earlier, what does Houston's rotation look like? Uh, I think we're you know Austin Rivers probably is going to play game two. Does that help oh, or boy. does that hurt? I don't know, um, but to me that's probably a better option than Amon Shumpert too. We saw out there. We're not going to see too much Shumpert, I think, coming up. He played twenty twenty one minutes today. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we won't a see much. A lot of pull up threes from Shumpert. But uh, hey, Slater, appreciate you from coming on, man. Yeah, yeah, thanks, fellas. We are going to be guest-free the remainder of the show, so make sure to call in 888-957-9570 or text the Chilton Auto Body text line 95795. Yeah, we got a bunch of texts we got to get to. I got a fun one that I'm going to read about Sam coming up after the break here <laughs> on uh, Warriors, Warriors World Radio, Andy Luce, Emma Spendiari on 95.7 The Game. Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Oh, Green Day. Green Day fan, Sam? No. I went through a phase. With, you went through an emo phase. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Jimmy World was my favorite band for like 15 years. Now I've, it's like I've, a, I've seen the photos of you on the acoustic guitar. I knew two chords, two chords. <laughs> I, don't know, I could sing maybe a little bit. Not great. All right, you listen to Warriors <laughs> World Radio. Sam Sfandiari, Andy Liu here. Uh, join us. We're talking Game One, Warriors Rockets. You can call in at eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero or text us at the Chilton Auto Body text line nine five seven nine five. Text line is great right now. We're, we're going to get to the text line. Um, we got a bunch of questions on there um, that are coming up. But we spent the first hour of 16 now pretty much going over the refs, James Harden, Kevin Durant, best player in the world. Right now. Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Ooh, nice. Well done. That was like a, a assist from me, but a, a dunk by Sam. No, I, it's, uh, this is a series. I think if you're Kevin Durant, I want to kind of harp on this. No LeBron James this postseason. No LeBron James. Giannis looks like he may be in for a world of hurt against the Boston Celtics defense and Brad Stevens. Kawhi's great, but I think it's Kevin Durant's time right now, and I think he knows it. I think he could have made this claim the last two years. I think some people would agree, but right now is his time to make it, quote-unquote, undisputed, the same way it was with LeBron three years ago where no one in their right mind, would argue he's not the best player in the world. Inarguable, I would say, right now. Uh, Offensively, defensively, he's got it all. 
35 points tonight after averaging about 40 over the last four versus the Clippers. Basically doing whatever he wants on either end of the court. Do you remember that block he had on James Harden yeah. at the rim? Yeah. I mean, he's he's in, he's incredible. I mean, that's what he could that's that's why they say he's the best, right? Because he can cover guys on the perimeter. I think he had a little bit of trouble with Lou, but other than that, like I wouldn't mind him on James Harden. And here's the thing, he played 43 minutes. 43 minutes. He was perfectly fine at the end of the game. Not tired. Looked great. Only had two fouls. Right? He's like he's like peak LeBron. Remember peak LeBron when he was blocking Thiago Splitter at the rim in the finals? Shout out Miami Heat. <laughs> I mean, th- this is a Kevin Durant that is doing everything uh, for this team. But we're going to go back to the phones. Call us at 888-957-9570. Text us. We'll get to the text line. Chilton Auto Body. Text line 95795. We've got Robin. Who was at the game? Robin. How's it going? It's going. I went to the game today, you guys. I haven't been to a game since uh, Magic Johnson. Oh, wow. And beat up on the Lakers. And I won those tickets courtesy of 95.7 uh, the game today. So I had a great time. I just had a couple of, I had a couple of thoughts here. Um, let's see if I can articulate it. Uh, yeah, Kevin Durant is doing, doing um, a phenomenal job. I find that we... Um, uh, people just tend to focus uh, on just scoring offense. But the fact of the matter is I think that Kevin Durant has is more empowered and become a greater player because he plays with great teammates. Yes, Steph Curry hasn't been, hasn't been shooting as great offensively, uh, but he does other things. Um, yes, we know that Kevin Durant can get his own shot, but there's a difference in him carrying the Warriors right now because offensively they, they, they're, they're flat uh, as opposed to when he was carrying OKC. There's a total difference in the two. And also, um, I, I, I just want to say that Kevin Durant, even though he's playing a lot of ISO, it is still within the flow of the Warriors' offense. To me, that's what makes it beautiful. That is what makes it great. So him carrying the Warriors right now is totally different than him carrying OKC. Uh, and I just want to get your thoughts on that. I'm not sure if I'm really, you know, coming across what I'm trying to, to get you guys to see. So Absolutely, you know, Robin. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> Um, no, I agree with her. I think her her general yep. point was he's taking over when the Warriors need him to instead of just looking to play one-on-one the way Russell Westbrook or James Harden do. Yep. Um, the Warriors needed him to take over today. They weren't getting what they wanted out of their offense. Steph and Clay were a little hobbled. We don't really know how hurt. They're not going to say how hurt they were, but they were having trouble getting their shots that they typically get. And... The Rockets were guarding KD one-on-one, so he took advantage of it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the frustration last uh, postseason, especially against Houston, too, was that Kevin Durant was ISOing just to ISO, right? It wasn't they could get other shots, but he was just ISOing just to ISO. Um, and I don't think that's the case right now. I think they're, they're the Clippers. They Doc Rivers literally said, oh, we don't have the audio for this one, but he literally said after the game, after one of the games, he said, we're going to take away Steph. Like, we tried to take away KD, and Steph went off for 38. Then he went off in the second game. So now we're going to take away Steph, and we're going to, we're going to pick that poison. Well, guess what? When you pick that poison, he's dropped 30-plus every single time. And he's going to drop 50 on you in an elimination game. I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. How many times do you think we're going to do this every day? I think maybe five more times before we get out of here. Three to five. <laughs> but you can't, there's nothing you can do because 
with the Warriors, they they obviously want to take away Harden, but they're also okay with taking away everyone else and then letting Harden score and winning that game. With the Warriors, you have to decide which 30-point score are you going to take. You're going to take away Steph or are you going to take away KD? Because if you take away one of them, the other one's going off. It's a matter of preference. And I think with most teams, they understand that Steph is, if he's playing well, they're probably going to be up by 20. So they'll take that KD chance, and this is what happens. Yeah, from the four one five, I have renewed hope after this game. Clay and Steph played as if they were healthy. Okay, not perfect, but we got the win. I think that's kind of what you wanted to see from them. Um, they, they, they played the game and played to the strengths of what was working that night, and that's kind of what the Warriors are at their best. They try to move the ball, and whoever's got the best matchup, that's who they look for. And tonight. It was Kevin Durant running him out of pick and roll, letting him ISO when he was one-on-one in the mid post. Yeah, um, it, we're, we're dovetailing into this question. We realize we should probably read some texts. Uh, and this one's good from the 610. Are you happy with the way Kerr coached today? Because I think it was frustrating for a lot of Warriors fans in Game 5 when he took out Clay, uh, when Clay was cooking in the first quarter, and then took out Kevin Durant at the end of the third. I'm not going to rehash the whole game. But he took out Kevin Durant at the end of the third, and they blew, uh, I think, a... a Three-point deficit became 10 in about a minute in Game 5. And then they lost that game. And then in Game 6, he was urgent again. And they ended up winning that game. Started Sean Livingston. And I think today, we talked about it already, but that's what you want to see from Steve Kerr. Yeah, there was urgency. Started the famed death lineup. Really only played seven players, extended minutes. Kind of went with the the main guys and rode them. And that's kind of what we want to see. They didn't... They didn't come into this thinking they could work their way into the series. They came out aggressive. It, it, come, it starts from the top. I think there was a regular season game that we talked about on our podcast, Sam, that he started you know, two centers, essentially. I think it was... It was, it was Jordan, against Milwaukee. He yeah. started Jordan Bell in Draymond's <laughs> absence. So it was Jordan Bell and Damian Jones, which wasn't the greatest spacing the Warriors have ever had. And they got blown out. The Warriors got blown out because... It's you've got great players. You've got you've got a lot of superstars on your team, but if you don't put them in the right situation, those things can, those things can happen. And Steve Kerr sometimes doesn't care because he knows that hey, we're good enough to win anyway, and we want to give these guys some rest. Well, some of the issue with that now is they played an extra game where Clay and Steph both turned their ankle, you know, and that's an that's an actual problem here. Regardless if they won the game tonight, I think it's something that you're going to look back on if they lose and say hey, maybe they didn't take these teams seriously enough. If you want to join us, you can call 888-957-9570 or text the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. Why are we getting food texts, Sam? We got one from a favorite fast food sandwich chains and then a best place for post-gym bite on the Peninsula. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to those yet. I think we're, you're going to have to give us a couple minutes to think about that. But we'll go back to the phone lines here. George from the jungle. Sir, how you doing, man? Food, gentlemen. Free food. Take it out. <laughs> you know, I had two boys play AA game, AAU games this weekend. And what I tell my boys every game is, don't let the refs have an opportunity to take it away from you. Play the game to win now. Tell that to James Harden and Chris Paul. You know, James Harden asking for a fair shake? Are you kidding me? But what I really wanted to say was about Kevin Durant. 
beautiful game, plays like a champion, best player in the world. If he leaves Golden State, he's going to be Mr. Irre- Irrelevant. That's all I got. Thank you, Whoa. George. Did not see that one coming. That was a late turn. Wow. You know, I was with him with the Harden comments, which I think we need to play back one more time. Yeah, we need what to can I do about it? <laughs> I, w- I was told the same thing at half, and there's probably a couple more in that second half. I mean, I just want a fair chance, man. Call the game how it's supposed to be called, and, and, and that's it. And I'll live with the results. But Just wants a fair chance. Andy. Are you kidding me? That was a great sound. We need to cut that one. <laughs> yeah, Carl, we need to cut that one up. Um, just wants a fair chance. Mr. Relevant, Kevin Durant. I don't know about that one. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> oh, you know, New York Knicks, we're not here. We're not going to talk about KD going to New York or L.A. or anything like that today. But Let's focus on just the amazing basketball he's played the last two weeks. Well, you know, so let's talk about it from this perspective, Sam, really quickly. If you're Kevin Durant and you want to be known as, as the best player in the world – People always say, hey, your championships don't really count. Well, looks like it's going to be a pretty tough postseason right here. Six games in the first round, right? And we're talking, you know, most likely five or six or even seven here in the second round. And he is undisputedly looks like the best player on the court. Why would you move away from this, right? I, that That's what I would ask. And if it's about him getting the praise, well, it's coming right now. You see Steph and Clay not playing up to their levels, be it injuries or be it whatever. You don't need to look too hard to see who's the best player on the Warriors right now and who's driving home this win today. Yeah, and uh, it's if that's what he wants, I mean, that's it seems like it is. Every time he talks to the media, every time he he you know he he opens his mouth, it's like he seems like once I credit, and I mean that's what he's getting right now from everyone. I think undisputedly, no no argument against that. Uh, by the way, a couple of texts here that I want to run through really quick, Sam. Uh, curious if Boogie was available, would he be playing? Yes, absolutely. Right. Yes. How, how much do you think he'd be playing, though? I think it'd fluctuate between the games. Um, they would have started him, and who knows how that looks, because the Rockets would have definitely hunted him in yeah. switches. And uh, he had success uh, in the last regular season game against the Rockets, but you never really know how much you can read into a random yeah. regular season game, even yeah. if it is a big one in March versus an actual playoff game. Yeah, you you made a great point in that game, too. You said they didn't run much pick and roll, and I think that's part of what they do. I, I don't know how much he played. Maybe 25, 20 minutes, I, I would think. I, didn't, I wouldn't think it'd be much more than that. Uh, we got a Livingston question, six five zero. A couple fouls today, a couple bad shots. Uh, says he's looking slow and not on his game. Uh, thoughts. He's hurt. It just it just seems like he's hurt. He's also thirty four. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's not what he was when he was in in two thousand fifteen, the first year he was a warrior. But I mean, he's still one of the more dependable bench options. Uh, they really don't have many wings yeah. off the bench, yeah. and he's a smart player. You know, he's not going to make mistakes mentally. You know, he's going to make the right rotation. Going to make the extra pass. Know when to cut. So even if he is a step slower than he is in the past, he's still gonna he's gonna help the team in ways that other less experienced players aren't going to. Yeah, I, I do remember that twenty fifteen sixteen finals. He was fantastic, um, but he he did say during the season that his knee essentially essentially swells up like after every game, and that that's tough because it's not like he's and, playing many minutes. And Kerr's always said, you know, they want to keep him under twenty minutes because uh, the knee is always a concern for him. I mean, the fact that he even yeah, made it tough. back to the NBA yeah. after that knee injury. Um, 
you guys all know the one. You don't want to go rewatch it. <laughs> the fact he made it back is more impressive than anything, but he's always going to be kind of a guy that you don't want to overextend because that knee doesn't have 40 minutes a game in it. <laughs> no, and I think they overextended him a little bit in 15-16. He played a bunch. Um, but uh, he'll probably have a good game here. He'll, he'll show up in these next couple games, and if he shows up in game two and the Warriors win game two, I mean, that might be it for Houston. Uh, call us, 888-957-9570. We've got about 25 minutes here or so. Text us on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. And then tweet us, hashtag Warriors World Radio. All right, we got Coach Lisa in Oakland. Coach, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well, doing well. What you got for the game? Uh, just basically, uh, Looney did good today. I think a lot of the... The pressure points on him were a praise to Draymond and to Durant and to little certain areas of the game that intricated him to play and do what he's supposed to do, do what he has to do as a big. And Because Bogut's not going to be able to do it right now. This team is a very spicy part where if you want to win, you got to really play hard. And it, it, it's tough. You know, it's a really tough, intricate thing, but they really got to look at where they're coming from. So I so slap him down, and then um, the one last part I'm going to put, because I love you guys, I'm going to get off of here, is that it's not about the refs. Let them do what they're going to do, because you can spend 25 minutes talking to the refs in between your game, yep. but you have to go play your game. Yep. Forget about what they're doing. It's going to be what it's going to be. Yep. So play your game, your champions win but you know what everybody has got your their 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 game in your pocket so go play your game go warriors thank you coach lisa um coach lisa mentioned looney uh, i thought looney played a good game i was surprised he didn't play more but he's gonna probably play more as the series goes on uh f- only 15 minutes today we'll probably see him up closer to 20 as the series goes on i think capella being a non-factor made it so kerr didn't have to go to looney as much uh, but the 650 on the text line, on the Chilton Auto Body text line, if you want to text in, 95795, from the 650, which of the bench is playable in this series? Andy. Which of the bench is playable? Huh. Kevon Looney. That's about it. If Jacob Evans was someone that, you know, Draymond Green was in the room and called him a 16-game player, I guess that would have been it. But really, you're going to well, He get... didn't say which se- which season. Which season. Correct. Correct. But I think that's I really think Kurt did a great job today. I think that's all that who can play. You think Jonas Rebko can play out there? Well, Livingston also. Right. He'll have a game or two that that's good. But beyond that, I don't, you can't play Quinn Cook. Yeah, I don't think this is a series for Bogut. Bogut will get some extended run. If the Warriors advance next round, whether it's Jokic or Cantor, that's a Bogut series. But Houston plays small. Houston plays fast. This is a this is a death lineup in a loony series. So we may see a little more Bogut, but I don't think he's gonna. This isn't really his series. Yeah, I mean, Lisa made a great point, by the way. About I, I want to talk about the mental side of it as well. Um, anytime you're thinking about the refs and you're complaining about the refs during the game, where you're trying to play a basketball game, you're already out of it. Like, and I understand that's what Houston is all the time, but it's as much pressure as there's going to be in basketball now. See, I I kind of think of it a little differently. I think. In general, you're right, but this is what Houston wants to do. I think Houston's trying to play the refs to get the Warriors out of their game. 
right? So if you're the Warriors, you have to be three times as focused to not fall for that bait. Considering the Warriors as a team that does sometimes get irked by foul calls, they're on the other side right now. I would say they're doing a great job of not playing into that at all. Like, I don't see Steph or Draymond. Draymond got a tech today. But beyond that, I don't see them getting getting worked up over that. Like, especially not in postgame. Yeah, well, it's easier to not get worked up over it when you win. And they it was well, a close game the whole way, but they were in control most of the game. I think Houston may have took the lead a couple times, but never by more than two or four points. There there was no point where Houston got up eight to ten on them and the game felt like it was slipping yeah. away. So what I want to see is if the refs call it tighter next game and it does get a little out of control if the Warriors hold this composure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they will. I think they understand now. I think even Mark Davis refed game five against the Clippers that they lost at home. And I thought they didn't say anything post-game after that. And I thought, I mean, there were some calls there that were a little bit, little questionable. Um, but let's go. We got Steve in the Pacifica with an LOL as a description. Steve, how's it going? I'm good, man. I just want to touch a little on the uh, on the bias commentating, the bias refing. And I think you guys are making a little... Uh, I'm not making that a main issue. I mean, I think for years the Warriors have had a lot of shade, a lot of hate because they're a small market. You know, let's be honest. There's not a pair. There's not much parity in the league. The kids, uh, these young players, are coming out sooner. You know, uh, some of them aren't even going to college. You know, so there's not that much talent in the league. Ooh, I don't Thank know. you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Not a lot of talent to leave. I don't know about that one. There's certainly uh, more more talent and more, I think, smarter teams and franchises in the NBA than ever before. Um, but I will say this to your point about the comment, because we got a lot of text, Sam, about Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy on the text line here. We didn't read them out, but... I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I, I, I tend not to care. I think it's for effect. I think... The Warriors have been on top for four years now, three titles in four years, going for four and five. And, you know, we love it here in the Bay Area. I think the rest of the country is sick of it. Yeah, I think it's one of the things where, hey, listen, you're your dynasty, you're one of the greatest teams of all time. No need to worry about what other people say about that, right? Just enjoy your team. I was listening to the radio, Tim Roy and Jim Barnett. I thought they were great today. Right. So um, I, I, it's it's uh, was that on 95 seven the game? I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Not Carlson. Not I, I think I think that if you're as a Warriors fans, I, I don't think you should worry about yourself about those things because who cares? You know, who cares what Mark Jackson has to say? There's a reason why he got fired. We're not going into that. We've only got about 20 minutes here, but he's probably not happy. He's probably salty. Right. And he sees the Warriors make the finals after that. And I think Jeff Van Gundy as a coach. And also, those guys do talk refs all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, kind, the of games, been, that's kind of been their running thing for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And it's probably exacerbated by the fact that players argue with the refs. It feels like every season it's more and more. Um, but it's all for effect. If you don't enjoy it, you know, mute the game. Turn on 95.7. That's a good, good move. Mute the game, turn on 95.7. I want, I want your opinion on this text, Andy, from oh, no. the 937. Where is 937? We'll find out. I uh, thought an underrated piece of the game today was how brilliantly Steph and Iguodala managed to cat and mouse game whenever Houston tried to force 
uh, Steph into isolation, guarding Harden in the pick and roll. Iguodala was masterful as usual, switching, then quickly switching back to Harden. Let's talk a little bit about Iguodala. Ooh, I was going to go Steph, but okay, go, go, go Iguodala. I was going to talk about Steph and, and how he... Iguodala's, every year we think, you know, this is kind of, uh, you know, father time's catching up, and I think he's had probably his best season in the last two or three years for the Warriors. Sam, by the way, 937 is Ohio. But sorry, go ahead. Oh, probably a Cavs <laughs> fan. Um, Iguodala, 14 points, 6 of 7 today. Brilliant on defense as, as always. Um I don't know. What do you think of his game, Andy? I, keep in mind that Iguodala got hurt and didn't play, right? You remember that? He didn't play the end of that series last uh, postseason. And people don't talk about that because Andre Iguodala is not Chris Paul. But for these Warriors, for a team that needs someone with his amount of IQ, he's probably just as important as Chris Paul is like to this team. I mean, Chris Paul isn't prime Chris Paul anymore. I would say Chris Paul may be more of a role player. Iguodala is, is – and he knows how to turn it up in the postseason. He's fantastic. Someone that understands defense, doesn't foul, right? And I think Steph Curry is someone that – we saw him in 2015, 16, and even 16, 17. Uh, maybe even ego or pride thing. He would jump out on every one of those picks and try to guard the guy one-on-one. But sometimes you just got to take it and say, hey, maybe I'm not the best guy to guard him. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think Iguodala has done a great job. He's just – He's just so smart. Remember, he was the one that locked up Kevin Durant there in six in game six and seven against OKC when OKC blew that lead against the Warriors. He was the primary defender on on Kevin Durant and got injured doing that too. Yeah, let's uh, let's go to Dylan and Hayward on line four. Dylan, what's going on? Uh, and hey, uh, I'm really happy about the win. I just wanted to say right away, not even in 2015, 2016, but as recently as the last couple of weeks of the season, Steph Curry was running after whoever had the ball uh, and, and getting himself in a lot of trouble, not just in foul trouble, but in general, he was trying to do too much, and I love that he, he uh, got some coaching and was told, you know, when, when James Harden, who really, I think, personally dislikes Curry, or at least hates his game, tries to one-on-one him, Curry shifted away and let Iguodala take over or, or Clay Thompson take over. For a large part of it, and I think part of James Harden's game plan today was to do exactly that: go one-on-one with Steph Curry and, and get him to foul out, and and also burn him and and, take, and make him you know uh, upset that he was losing to James Harden. I think it was a great uh, strategy on the part of the Warriors to tell Steph, "You can't guard James Harden one-on-one." Yeah, thanks for calling in, Dylan. I, I think so. I, I think the Warriors are able to do variations on their defense. Um, they played Houston a different way last season. Right now, uh, they're they're employing a defense that essentially, you know, has to hide Steph. Five fouls tonight. Out of rhythm. How many minutes did he play? 37. Sure. Right? 37. And he probably should have played more if he wasn't just on and off the court. And really, to him, he's it's in his head a little bit at this point, Sam, I think. Um, and something that... You don't you don't want to be an issue moving forward, but it's a series and a game in. Um, it's been an issue. All right, live read time. Realtor.com and 95.7 The Game are teaming up this postseason to give you a chance to win courtside club seats at Game 2 of the Warriors-Rockets series. Tune in to Joe, Lowe, and Dibs tomorrow and Tuesday at 8 a.m. for the keyword of the day. Then go to Realtor.com slash Warriors to enter that keyword to qualify. 95.7 The Game, your home for Warriors playoff coverage and the Realtor.com home court advantage. Complete rules at 957thegame.com.
So if you want to call into the show and discuss the Warriors-Rockets game, call in at 888-957-9570 or text us on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 957-95. That was, that was fantastic. So yeah, we're getting better. Like one of these days, we're just going to roll into it. Like we're not going to need reminders. It's just going to come easy to us. Maybe maybe next week. When are we on next week, Sam? 7 to 9 p.m., I believe, Sunday night. Um, the game three is on Saturday night. So we'll be on after that on Sunday to discuss. No Game of Thrones spoilers, please. Yeah. So did game one live up to the hype for you, Andy? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you in the playoff in the playoffs in terms of a rivalry, you need that like passion. You need that I don't know about hatred. That's probably too strong of a word. But you, you want need- to feel like they yep. hate each other for yep. sure. Yep. Um and all year. You know, we've been saying, let's run it back. We said all year, just run it back. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess we're going to run it back. <laughs> you know how good they are. I said, we'll, we'll see. Sam with the soundboard. By, by the way, D'Antoni and Kerr are probably the two li- most likable coaches in the league. Two of the more. They're both great with the media. Yeah. Uh, D'Antoni is maybe my favorite because he has the West Virginia accent. Yeah. yeah. Makes it a little more fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not much to, much else to say about that. They gave us exactly what we were hoping for. Um, all the bad blood from last year's series, especially on Houston's side, you know Houston thought they win if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. They came for blood today. Yeah, You hope they back it up game two. You, you, you want that, right? You don't want the Warriors. I mean, it would be great if the Warriors win by 30 in game two. But you want Houston to back it up out there after what they said in post game and, and come out and Harden maybe shoot 50% from, or, you know, we're not asking for much, maybe 42% from the field uh, in game two. Um, we got 12 minutes. Let's see if we can get, we got two more people. Um, Steve from the Santa Cruz Mountains. Never heard of that. Steve, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good, good. I wish I was in the mountains. Yeah, I've just left uh, Squaw Valley, oh, nice. and uh, I'm driving home listening to you guys after watching the game up there. What did you think about the game? I thought it was awesome game because I didn't know that Clay and Curry were going to play until I turned the TV on, and, and, then, and then I was thinking to myself, wow, is this the game or is this some other game that they're showing because I had just turned it on. So I was really – I thought it was uh, – you know, I thought the, the Warriors pretty much dominated it. Um, the only thing that's um, – and I thought that Harden really upped his fall-down game. I thought he was falling down better today than I've seen him in recent games. That's a joke. <laughs> well, you're mad about the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> the Kawhi laugh. You found that one, Sam. Well done. When you call in, make sure to not have your radio going in the background. Come on, people! Well, Steve did did uh, did make a point about the the hard and falling. Um, it, people are breaking. There's a prudering the the film right now, and Harden's jumping, Draymond's jumping, Draymond lands in essentially the same spot. I think Sam, you had a tweet about that at Samus Fendiari. Um and Harden lands about two feet in, two feet in front of him, and he lands into Draymond, and then he wants that call. I don't know if you're going to get that call consistently. From the 408 on the text line, on the Chilton Auto Body text line, if you want to text in, 957-95. From the 408, how do I convince my friend that <laughs> Steph is the main reason the Warriors win championships, not KD? 
how about oh boy. you just don't have that conversation oh and just enjoy them winning? So That's kind of where I'm at with that's, it. That's a great point. I mean, his friend is probably, what, a Laker fan? Like a Le- LeBron fan that wants to see Warriors fan be miserable? Guess what? The Warriors are winning titles. Regardless of who's the best player, who's, who's the reason they're winning the championship, they probably have the same amount of reason or, or contribution to winning the championship. It's fun right now. Warriors up 1-0. They can almost close this thing out with a win on Tuesday. By the way, somebody asked about an Avengers segment. and We're not going to do that. We're not going to spoil people who haven't watched Endgame. I could do that. That was a great movie. I watched it. I might have teared up Sam a little bit yesterday. I haven't seen it yet. I, I texted you that. You call me soft. But <laughs> yeah, Sam, not happy. Oh, we got three more uh, calls. So we got we got to keep going here. So we got Ritvik from Fremont. Hopefully I'm saying that right. So go on. Hello there. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? What are we talking? Talking KD and Kerr. Yeah, okay. So I've been thinking from the beginning of the season, I feel like Kerr is trying to keep KD here. So he's favoring lineups, play calls, and all that to get KD the ball more than Steph. Because we all know Steph can run the team, but I just feel like he's trying to take the back seat so we can try to get uh, KD back this offseason. Because the media is saying, oh, he wants to go to a new team so he can be, it can be his team. Is Kurt trying to make the Warriors KD's team? Redvick. Seriously! That we're going to talk about this? Um, Conspiracy theories. Yeah, I, I kind of just want to focus on the game. I think Steph's a little banged up. I, Clay, we know, is banged up since he was questionable up until tip-off. And KD's playing out of his mind. Would Who wouldn't do this? Yeah, he did call him the best player in the world. It's a little... listen, is he not? Listen, if you're Steve Kerr, you want Kevin Durant to come back, right? You want him to come back. And... He's playing well. If you're a Warriors fan, you want him to come back. Yeah. Um, don't see any issues with that. We should probably save that talk for the offseason. Let's go to Alex from the East Bay. I'm talking about landing space. <laughs> Alex, how's it going? Yeah. Going pretty good. How about you guys? Yeah. Alex? Good, good. What you got on uh, landing so, space? Yeah, so I was just uh, I was just calling wanted to discuss the landing space. That's been a call that Harden has uh, been able to consistently draw throughout the season, and that's kind of his M.O., but it was very clear today that the refs were not going to call that. And it, it's pretty, I would say, intentional when he's landing three to four feet in front of every shot he jumps up and takes. He's not going straight up and down, right? Like, the defenders have to have a straight up and down motion. You would think the shooters should have to have that same motion in order to get that call. Thank you, Alex. Um, yeah, I mean... Th- it's something a lot of players in the league do. Harden probably exaggerates it more than most, uh, but he's he's clearly trying to draw a foul. I think what we haven't discussed today, Andy, is why are you trying to draw a foul on essentially the last shot of the game, the shot you need to extend the game? Shouldn't you be looking for a way to get a bucket instead of putting it in the ref's yeah. hands? Yeah. I mean, we had a couple callers that called in, Lisa and somebody else called in. They said, just play basketball. Just play basketball. Basketball. The goal of basketball is not to draw fouls. The goal of basketball is to score the basketball or defend someone from scoring the basketball. It's pretty simple. Probably don't sound too smart right now, Sam. But that's it. That That's what you got to do. And if you're trying to draw a foul every single time down the court, first of all, it's not fun to watch. We don't want to watch that. Second of all, it's the boy who cried wolf. You're probably not going to get too many calls here. Um, speaking of calls... What are we doing? Steven yeah. from Vacaville? Where should, where should we go? Steven. 
How's hey it guys, going? Uh, just wanted to say um, the the landing space thing is you know that's kind of just uh, up in the air kind of thing. But there were like three or you know, two or three really like major you know kind of calls that they, where they hit them on the arm. Like Chris Paul got hit a couple uh, once or twice on the arm during a, a three, and Harden also got you know, tapped like you know two or three more times that they didn't even call. So I think they kind of lucked out on there that the refs were kind of holding their whistle a little bit. Um, and then the other thing is Curry just needs to stop fouling. He, uh, you know, it's not KD's game or KD's the man. It's just Curry keeps going to the bench because he has a reaching problem. Caught stealing. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a topic the whole way going forward. I want to take this text from the 415. Harden knows they have to win the free throw battle to win the game. Can the Warriors win without winning the free throw battle? Andy? When do they ever win the free throw battle? I never see the Warriors win the free throw battle. That's the thing. So, yes, I can see that happening. Yeah, it's not about winning the free throw battle. It's more they can't have a game where the Rockets get 40 free throws and they get 12. They have to keep it somewhat close. They can't They can't have a game where they the other team gets aligned 20 more times than them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, let's let's see if we can clear these out, Sam, real quick. You see, we got three more. We got Tish, Mike, and Chris. Tish, Hercules, loves KD. Hi, thanks for taking my call, guys. I hope you can hear me. I'm on the freeway. Yeah, no, you're I good. I wanted to say that um, it was a great game, and what I'm pleased with and what I said when I called earlier today into a show, I said I don't want the Warriors to come out and try to be gentlemen. I want them to come out with every dirty trick they can think of. And I'm very proud to say that KD is becoming as masterful with the flop and get to the line as James Harden has been. And I noticed that with the Clippers, he was always at the line after flopping a little bit, and he knows how to draw the foul a la Harden. So as long as Harden's playing, I hope KD keeps doing that because it's very effective. And I do agree with what you just said. We, we can't let them get 40 uh, free throws and we get 12. So I think KD's got that uh, buck, you know, button down, and I'm pleased. And I also don't think KD's leaving. I'm just there with JD. I, I will not believe KD's leaving until he leaves. And I'm glad the crowd was showing him love tonight. Thank you, Tish. Uh, yeah, I mean, KD is the only player on the Warriors who you can count on getting to the rim when you need a bucket. And in doing so, he draws fouls when he wants to play aggressive. He had 15 free throw attempts today. The rest of the Warriors had 12. Um, and how many of those free throw attempts were when the Warriors were struggling to get a bucket, Andy? Yeah, I mean, almost they struggled pretty much all game. I don't think anything came easy. I think Houston does have a really good defensive game plan. Um, I, do, I do want, I don't know if I expect it, I do want Kerr to adjust a little bit. I don't know how long how sustainable it is throughout a whole series. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I don't know if it's something that you want. You want to counter to that because you can't just keep throwing the ball. And then also, you don't want Steph, you don't want Clay for guys to essentially become role players. Yeah. Um, I think the adjustment will come in response to what Houston does. At some point, Houston's going to have to put more attention on KD. And when they do, that's when Steph, that's when Clay, someone else will get going. But in general, the Warriors do have to figure out some way to get everyone else going because they can't depend on KD to carry them yeah. like this the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. Mike Pleasanton wants to talk KD ISOs. Mike, let's roll quick. What's up? Hey. Uh, yeah, I guess just a comment on uh, KD's 
play time is um, it's. I think it's great that they're running the offense through him right now with uh, Steph and uh, Clay injured. And if you look at the way that we're running the ISO right now, it's it's much better. You see Draymond uh, following his drop into the center and picking up the uh, you know controlling the uh, rebound. We had a, a few possessions where we uh, we get a reset shot clock because uh, we're running the ISO way better than we were last season. And so if if we need to practice that and uh, Steph and Clay are not at the top of their game, that's that's a perfect time to do so. Absolutely, thanks, Mike. Um, and that's why you get a Kevin Durant when you can, because he has no offensive weakness. Because if Clay is struggling to get three pointers off because uh, they're guarding him that tightly, you have someone who can get you a basket from the mid range, at the rim, at the free throw line, wherever it may be. It can't be. Sorry, I was sorry, Sam. I was on mute. But you're right. I mean. <laughs> Uh, can't be stopped. Um, by the way, I got a one that kind of uh, dovetails right into it. Why did they nine two five? Why do they refuse to double team KD but continue to trap Steph? Well, that's the best option for defenses. Like they don't want Steph rolling. Sam, you said before that Steph's the most explosive player in the history of basketball. There is no one else who can put twenty points on a team in under two minutes like Steph Curry. KD is the most complete offensive player. He might be the most complete player of all team of all time. But there has never been someone as explosive as Steph Curry. And that's why teams make a point to trap him, to make sure he doesn't get going. We've all been at Oracle. We've all watched Warrior games. When Steph's rolling, it is the most contagious thing. If you're the opposing team, that's the last thing you want to yeah. see. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, too. It, trapping KD, I mean, he turned the ball over six times tonight. And that one at the end. That could Oof. have been... Oof. That could have uh, turned the game, but um, I think it was Iguodala made a great defensive play right afterwards. Yeah, Whew. yeah, that was an ugly one. They kind of reminded me of that KD turnover uh, in the regular season game uh, a couple of years back when the Warriors came back in OT and then Steph hit that, Steph hit that big shot. But um, with Steph, when you trap him, there is a chance of a pick six. I do think that's why teams do it as well. Uh, yeah, Steph's that, not as tall, right? He's, KD is seven feet tall. Yep. You can trap him and he can still pass over you. Steph's six three maybe yeah. he's a generous six three. Yeah, trap him. He's gonna have a harder time getting it out of there. So there's a lot of reasons. A lot of reasons. And game one, one hundred four, one hundred. Warriors win one zero lead. Chris Akil, we won't get. To, we weren't able to get to you, but Michael Urban's gonna be on uh, from seven to nine here coming up. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a great series, Sam. We'll be back next week, seven to nine p.m. next Sunday. Game three is on Saturday. Uh, Andy Lou, Sam is Findiari, Warriors World Radio. We'll see you next week. James Harden asking for a fair shake? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.